Hi, Eddie here. Red and I have used Zencaster to record all of our episodes of Punk Rock Elite because it's easy, browser-based, and it gives us separate tracks that are easy for me to edit. It can also be used for 4K video too. Maybe we'll try that one day. It's really easy to use. It can do a lot of the editing for you, clipping out your ums and ahs, and adding an EQ to bring out the best in your voice, all from a single website. If you want to make a podcast but aren't sure how to go about it, then Zencaster provides everything you need to record, edit and distribute your new show to Spotify, Apple and a ton of other places that people get their podcasts. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use our code PUNKROCKELITE and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Punk Rock Elite, a podcast about no effects. Year, oh, everybody. Oh, I didn't know if we were like doing like a syllable each. I, I got excited. No, that's all right. I was doing the uh, I was doing the uh, um, what do they call it? Like the town crier. You've just been in Panto. Surely you're familiar with the concept of town criers. <laughs> the only place they still exist in British culture. Um, yeah, the happy uh, new year. One of those ones. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Is, the first syllable is given up to uh cause attention and then the rest of it is context it's my <laughs> it's my theory anyway it's punk rock elite a podcast about no effects back for 2024 i'm eddie french and joining me is uh, red redmond that is me yeah and we're back we've had a couple of weeks off uh mm. i say a couple of weeks off we've had a couple of weeks where we didn't record the podcast and put it out so we've not really just been lounging around <laughs> doing nothing well, some of that has happened. Um, we've uh, yeah, we're back with uh, 2024. Uh, we've got we've got plans. We've got big ass plans. Yeah, are, are we allowed to announce plans yet? Not really. <sighs> no, that's cool. I like it. It's like a, it's a little bit of mystery, a little bit of tension. It is, and some people will think, "Oh, this is just." I mean, I don't know what clickbait is when you listen to it but you know it's some sort of bait of ear bait ear bait some sort of um or like ear candy you know like eye candy yeah it's like some Mm. sort of retention effort that we're making like no look seriously if you do keep on listening there will be something really good it i mean that is true but we're not just saying it the reason is is that it involves a lot of different moving parts as it were Mm, and we want to make sure that the majority of those moving parts are in place because at any moment that could not be the case so Mm -hmm. that's why we're saying stuff um it's connected to uh the year in a way it's an anniversary uh thing so uh think on that um but we've got a lot of a lot of cool stuff that we can talk about uh coming up we're we're, we're going this whole year is going to have a little sort of back flavor there's going to be an undertone of 1994 to it and i suppose like if you are you know um partial to a bit of nostalgia i mean yes. this is 
a podcast for you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, a band that is just on the cusp of becoming nostalgic. By mm. the end of this year, no effects will be past tense. I think, anyway. People are saying, oh, they're going to be recording new music. They, I mean, they did we'll always see. say that, though, didn't they? Wasn't that always a part of the plan, that they it would was, stop yeah. being a live band, but yes. they would... They're moving into studio. their Sergeant Pepper era, mm, yeah, of yeah. Of, uh, of that kind of thing. So they're they're just going to be a studio outfit. Um, but then you know the punk rock museum has taken off a lot, so Mike's got a lot of um a lot of his fingers in that pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's things like the co-defendants. There's all sorts of musical which they're going to be doing. Someone said that he told them. That that's going to be a TV show now uh, that okay. they're working on. Um, so, no effects are taking a back seat in the world of the man who's sort of been the driving force slash decision maker. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a fair enough way of putting it, isn't it? So. So no effects will no longer be because the thing about no effects is is that over what forty years let's say they they released their first album or what six or eight years into their existence yeah maybe sorry four or five five or six anyway so for thirty five years say over thirty five years they put out seventeen albums that works out at an album every two years plus there's been EPs and singles and tours and two TV series and a book they've not been resting on liberal animation <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know like a lot of bands who've been going for that long have half the number of records that no effects does mm-hmm. and even then you probably wouldn't consider them legacies because what's that an album every four years you don't get you know super upset about that really so we're sort of this is this is a very uh um you can tell we've not done this for a while this is quite aimless but we're just uh <laughs> just explaining that um no effects is going to be nostalgia soon and this year because it's 30 years since punk broke quotation marks mm-hmm. since uh green day came through with dookie and all the rest of it we've already done Let's Go by Rancid, which we did last year. It's a little little warm-up into yep. doing uh, non-NoFX-related stuff. But we're going to be going through, as well as other NoFX things, um, we're going to be going through the context. The bands that were around at the same time as NoFX, they didn't exist in a vacuum, so we're going to look at all of that. And that's pretty exciting. Are you looking forward to anything in particular? Yeah, absolutely. I think because um, there's so many uh, albums from this era that we can like look into. Like we've already looked into uh, "Let's Go" as you mentioned, and "Smash" as well by Offspring. Um, we've not released that one yet, but that one's not released out. it yet. No, no, That's no. So we... exciting! Yeah. So there you go. So in the in the coming weeks, we will be doing uh, one of our episodes on "Smash" by Offspring. Oh, that's exciting. I felt bad earlier because we can't tell them about one big project, so we'll give them a bit of teaser. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that'll do, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, like there's there's plenty of others from that year as well. There's, um, you know, About Time, Pennywise, uh, Stranger Than Fiction, Bad Religion. Dookie. Um, yeah, Dookie, absolutely. That'll the be a good episode. That, the album that changed everything for bands like this. Uh, so... 
Yeah, that's what we're looking for. So, um, uh, what? How was how was Panto? Oh, great, amazing, lovely. I've had so much fun. Uh, I'm happy to be home now because it's quite yeah. sort of stressful. Sort of like long days, two show days. Um, but yeah, amazing. Like uh, every single person in our cast was a delight, both on and off stage. And that's um, the first time this has ever happened. Uh, it, it, it genuinely is. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's uh, there's normally um, uh, you know uh, personality clashes and stuff like that, but this year just everyone was a wall to wall delightful person to be around so that, yeah. that's been really nice and in equal parts has made it quite difficult to end because you're like oh but I want to carry on hanging out with all of these marvelous people um but no shows went well and as a nice little holiday from panto I'm going to watch a panto tonight <laughs> oh you are I, that probably won't be your fondest memory of this year's pantomime though will it oh no yeah I did I did also get engaged yeah that is what happened mm. uh i got engaged on stage which is a really really silly thing to do um and i didn't realize how intense it would be you, uh, you also said that as if you didn't make that decision you did the yeah, proposing I, I completely made that decision quite a while ago yeah um uh you know cinderella's a big show for us it's uh the first show that we like really fell in love with uh me and kate met doing panto like eight years ago and then we've been really good friends. And then a couple of years ago, uh, we just kind of fell in love. It was dead awkward. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that sounds appalling. <laughs> I had to like show manage... Well, no, I obviously had a show manager for, for my engagement. I had to like get... There was like four people that knew about it before it happened. There was right. like someone who was doing like cameras and stuff. And someone who was like show managing the whole show, I had to tell her to keep my mic on. Hmm. Um, and then a couple of, of the leads. <laughs> but it was like dead. <clears throat> it's dead weird because, like, you know, I had to like practice it, but without like telling many people about it. And then I had to like smuggle a, a ring on stage after a quick change. Um, and, and all of our family were in as well. Like, my parents were in, and Kate's parents oh, wow. were in. and um and then afterwards we found out that loads of the audience were like so do they do that every night (laughs) (laughs) well that just shows how smooth it went (laughs) yeah absolutely I mean we all cried a lot and I didn't realize like how because we have like lots of dancers in the cast and we have kids in the cast and I kind of forgot that they would go absolutely ape shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah so, uh, well, I mean, well, con- congratulations to the pair of you. Thank you um, so much. Uh, yeah, that could have been such a different story. <laughs> um, there's, uh, have you heard the um, Dropkick Murphys live album, Live on St. Patrick's Day? Oh, no. There's a, th- there's a proposal in that. <laughs> no way. It, it's a successful one, don't worry. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, there's two there's two notable things about well, two notable for me, yeah. In that um in that quite a large like a surprisingly long amount of time. But you know how long it takes to sort of do a do a an on stage proposal. They yeah. leave it all in unedited, so it's quite a long bit on the end of a song. Which, <laughs> um and um and and uh and and it does the proposal and all that stuff. And then there's also a bit where um you know, during Barroom Hero, when uh, they do it live and there's no bagpipe, or there isn't on this one, and yeah. they, and he just 
they go back to their hardcore roots by doing just shout outs to whoever's going on there and it's like oh that's cute they do it to uh to ash for coming all the way from ireland um, because uh, ash was supporting him and the funny thing I, was, I do think they meant northern ireland but they did mean northern ireland it's the same <laughs> it's the same lump of land sure but equally <laughs> um i think they all lived in london uh, at that time I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that uh Wheeler might have even been living in New York at that time, actually. So uh, it's, it's not, but you know, it's it's St. Patrick's Day, and they're like, look, no, look, we we are doing a real Irish today, while the German-born Scottish guy uh, sings uh, sings Bar and Hero for them. I love Dropkick Murphys, but they are a beautifully contradictory set of uh, set of stuff. So yeah, I like it. Absolutely, I think my my um. I have like Irish heritage, but my mum always calls my dad a plastic paddy. Um, <laughs> For, was 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 your father born in Ireland or? Uh, no, 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 no. But his parents were were very, very Irish. I think that's what it means, isn't it? Isn't it basically like first generation mainland UK is yeah, is yeah, yeah, plastic. But then, but I, I suppose it's more like like if you wank on about being Irish, yeah. when you you know sound very British, it's a bit like oh, all right, mate, like wind it back in a little. Yeah, bit. I get, I get <laughs> it. Well, um, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is uh, how Shane McGowan had an English accent. That was uh, that was always. Oh, did yeah. he? Yeah. Well, the funny thing, oh. yeah, Shane McGowan, may he rest in peace. He uh, died while we were on hiatus, and I love the Pogues; they're brilliant. Mm. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, he was born in England because his family were over visiting oh. relatives. <laughs> I bet he hates. Oh yeah, that. no, he was born on Christmas Day. Um, he was visit. <laughs> yeah, seriously, he was born on Christmas Day in the drunk tank. Yeah, in the drunk tank. Yeah, um, that would explain everything. But yeah, so he was born <laughs> here, and then um, he got sent to an English boarding school where he claims he got kicked out for dealing acid. How was your your Christmas? My Christmas, uh, it was quiet and simple because most of my right. family are dead, and um, <laughs> I come from a very old family. Uh, I don't mean like a prestigious one. Just when I was born, lots of people were already dead old, so um, it was fine. Um, I missed doing this. Is what I did. I didn't. Uh, I did. I did some gigs and stuff. I did. Um, I did a. Uh, I didn't do the last saturday before christmas i did do the last friday before christmas um but it was in a very fancy little wine bar so it doesn't really count as a christmas gig it was really nice oh that's nice because so, i don't know if you're if our listeners are familiar but you know the black friday didn't always mean um punch an old lady to get a television it used to no. be it used to mean it, well, certainly comics used to refer to it as the Friday before Christmas when everyone was off work and people who don't normally go to the pub or go out for drinks or even go to comedy turn up to comedy for their Christmas party. They drink booze they're not used to and they are absolute pricks. People used to have to double treble the fees because comics would just be like, it has to be worth it to go and do this gig because it's just going to be foul. Yeah. And... It's not always like that so much anymore, but some of them will a bit. If someone was doing like the, maybe not even like one of the big ones, but you know, there were some gigs that night that would have been absolute hell on earth, just not worth doing. So, but I, oh yeah, so gigged a bit, 
I um I yeah not yeah nothing much not much happens around here for for Christmas. Uh, my girlfriend's birthday is New Year's Day though, so we uh, went to a nature reserve and uh, with our friend who Johnny, who is uh, a bird watcher, and we saw we saw a glossy ibis. Oh yeah. Yeah, they've got a few of those in uh, Manchester City Centre next to the Premier Inns, the ibises. Mm, yeah, this was a glossy ibis. Uh, it was rare. It's not supposed to be there. It was out in the wild. Um, we didn't stay, though, obviously. No. Ibis, the, uh, the the bad chain. Is it a bad chain? It's pretty, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. Pretty budget, yeah, the budget hotels. But this one, yeah, so like ibises are like in hieroglyphics. They're that kind of a bird. So the fact there was one just in oh, West wow. Yorkshire, really weird. We we go to a, a zoo on New Year's Day every every New Year's Day. So we oh, had wow. a similar New Year's Day experience. Nice. Uh, I saw uh, red pandas. Oh, wow. They're good. They're memes, aren't they? They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... You might as well have gone to see the Minions movie. <laughs> the, uh, the zebras were closed, though. The zebras were closed. Yeah, they're they're like building a new zebra place oh, for the zebras. Okay. They're not just on a strike. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where they keep them. Like when they're not out and about. Like, do they go to another zoo? I mean, they're just. Ve- if we have any um, Greg Graffins listening, <laughs> then correct me. But I was under the impression zebras were just stripy horses. They kind of are. But there's probably some differences as well. Like clearly, they, they've got a common ancestor from the horse. You don't have to be. Oh yeah, yeah. No, of... they're they're like from the horse family, definitely. Yeah, equine, equine. Yeah, I'll just say that twice, and then uh, you can confirm that I didn't get it correct by mistake. <laughs> We've got. Um, we weren't planning on doing this episode, were we? This this popped up. Yeah, yeah, this is a, a nice little exercise because it's it's come directly from the mouths of the the, the no effects. Yep, the no the no effects. The no effects is uh, the no effects is. Um, they asked people on their social medias to come up with a forty song set list that mm-hmm. they would that someone would ideally want to see, and they said that if they see a good one then they will use it and send yeah. that person a signed like handwritten copy of that assuming you know because obviously if you're if one of their fans in Taiwan comes up with the best one and they do it in Melbourne yeah it's not, sure not a lot of help but you know that's it's still kind of nice so they said if you tag no effects crew and the no effects thing on on Insta with a picture of it uh, then they'll, you know, post their other ones to their stories, and I thought that's good because the last time they posted us to their stories, we did wild engagement, uh, <laughs> and they just roundly ignored it this time. So, um, so I've got my <laughs> one, but and then Red, uh, Red has written theirs as well. So we'll mm. go into the main body of the episode now and tell you all about them. Absolutely. And here we are now. So. We've uh, you've probably already seen mine, haven't you? The set list I have, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, also, like mine is is not too dissimilar. 
Oh, really? Okay. Mm. I thought there'd be crossover because mm -hmm. we, we do have a fondness for similars. Let's do mine because we've both seen mine. Yeah, I'll I'll jump in with with mine as it as it deviates because it's it's relatively similar. Okay, cool. We talk a lot about the opening tracks, mm -hmm. and I think the opening a no effects gig is similar. They they have they have their little instrumental glass war thing that they've done for a while. Um, they used to start their start. I mean, I've got a, a video of them in live in Glasgow in about ninety three or two. And it's and they start with please play this song on the radio. Oh wow. And Mike announces it as we usually start with this one. But I decided and not just because of the podcast, but I decided they were gonna start with Punk Rock Elite. Yeah, why not? It is partially because of the uh of the podcast as well, but also it's just so good. It's fast, it's it's immediate. It's a statement of intent. It's great. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good choice. Um, obviously, we're biased in this. It's the name of our podcast. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's a great choice. I, I think what struck me writing this is how difficult it is to write a 40-song set list. It's I mean, tough, isn't it? They must, like when they write their set list, I mean, by now I'm guessing they... Are good at writing set lists, they kind of know what needs to go in and at what point. But it's so difficult to work out the peaks and troughs. Like, yeah. when are you trying to add a little bit of energy to the show? When do you need to bring it down? Uh, you know, to, to balance the set list, I think, is the real difficulty here. You want to um, flow like a, a yoga routine. Yeah, and, and it's difficult when you've got so... You know, we, we talk about effects before as like a band that front load their albums like there's a lot of great opening tracks that feel like opening tracks and you know we kind of want to use all of those because some of them are like no effects is best tracks but it's difficult to then work out where what order these opening tracks should go in you know like yeah. um uh six years on dope uh linoleum uh tracks like dinosaurs will die and yeah. um church and skate i mean like these are all big openers like where yeah. do they go uh yeah that's it and because you can only have one you can only open the gig once yeah and so now, yeah. i've i've opened well ideally i think no effects should open like the last time we saw them with the time warp oh, because yeah. i really enjoyed them just singing the time warp on stage yes um obviously they, they didn't play it like it was just a track and they just sort of like danced around to it and that was lovely yeah they but, just walked on to it's astounding and it's like, <laughs> all right then because and then they started is. doing the dance and it's great <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um but i think the first track for me is 60 percent. oh nice mm. oh i don't have a 60 percent in there i don't have mine i don't have one at all i i think i couldn't find a, a place to put it basically I think 60, yeah, no, It's if it's not going at the start, it's kind of tricky to get it in there. Yeah. Unless you probably put it, you know, three quarters of the way through towards the end. Or if like to put, kick off an encore, maybe. You could you could put in the uh, the reprise. Yes, very good point. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Which I didn't do either. But I th there, there's a part <laughs> of me that was, there's a part of me that I wanted to have an experience that was felt like a no effects 
gig, like one that they could feasibly do. Yeah. But equally, I wanted my favourite songs in there as well. So there yeah. are songs in here that I sort of really associate with a NoFX gig and feel like if they weren't in there, there would be something lacking. Okay, sure, yeah. Not to say that I've put anything in that I wouldn't want to see. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm really impressed with uh, with your set list. I think if I went to see NoFX and they played this, I'd be very, very happy. Um there's a few songs here and there that I've swapped out for ones that I I slightly prefer, but well, overall, yeah. I mean, you've got, you know, like a real, um, you've got a breadth of what they've done. You know, like I don't think there's really any tracks missing from albums. Like you've you've at least got like one track from each album, including some EPs. I did the we'll we'll get to those ones. Yes, but anyway, so uh, so you start with sixty percent, which is great. It's um, the only thing I find with 60% is that opening, a, and they used to open with it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as a statement of intent for people, and especially at a festival where people are like not necessarily knowing them, and they're just stating, don't expect anything particularly stellar coming out of this next <laughs> half an hour that we're on stage. Yeah. Um. Like we're we're doing this as a lifestyle choice rather than performance art, um. So yeah, but no, sixty percent. Yeah, that is because basically what I did was I just opened up the Wikipedia of No Effects and then just scrolled down to their releases. Yeah, like that list of it, just to go. Have I represented? Because I know I know that I'd just be like, oh, I just completely forgot to include this album or i completely forgot this one at all so yeah yeah and that would be a great shame and um yeah so 60 percent. okay cool what's your second one um second i mean then i kind of like deviate back to your um your one a little bit um because i do like the the bones of yours so then then so i basically have 60 percent as track one and then it goes into punk rock elite and then oh. the rest of the few are similar to yours um i have first call a little bit later mm-hmm. um well for my, for my second one what i like it is um they'll often do something and then blend it straight into dinosaurs will die irrespective yeah. of the key and so and because um uh, your fucking industry and they leave that hanging Mm-hmm. And then they can just go down, 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 down. And so I thought dinosaurs will die because I, I'm front loading with two banger openers. Um, sure. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, yeah, do you know what this all. And, and I think there's something very sort of appealing about that. There was a part of me that thought, should I just do all that? Should I then go into like linoleum and then into church and skate? And I thought, no, 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 spread them out a bit because <laughs> linoleum's not really an opening track anymore either. It's it's linoleum. So it's got yeah, to yeah, that, yeah. You've got to put that. I think you're never going to get it right. linoleum well because I, it's it's hard in, I, yeah. in the second half. And I don't know, I think it will really re energize the gig. I, I just don't, I don't think it's easy to place linoleum in a place where everyone's going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. So, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so dinosaurs will die. And, um, yeah, I'm doing, uh, fan favorite for me, number three, Leave It Alone. Put that Yeah, right I, in. I think this is another perfectly placed track. 
in your set list, I'd have it in the same place. Um, I've struggled and I've I've debated on where uh, Six Years on Dope, which is the next track, goes because, again, that feels like such a solid opener. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have it like open my encore section, potentially, oh, yeah. Six Years on Dope. But Leave It Alone should be exactly where it is. Um, you know, track three or four, track three or four to sort of like establish you are very much in a no effects gig now well yeah i mean we've we've basically we've gone from 98 to 2000 back to 94 we're going mm-hmm. hey guys look it's the 90s safe bit the bit where <laughs> everyone kind of agrees you know what i mean so i thought yeah I'll do that to to get things going and then when when we start to leave the safe zone mm. or the or the the path where as well trodden there's a lot there's enough goodwill in the room it's really weird because I'm thinking about this from the perspective that it's not no effects fans watching them. But, yeah. And I don't know where I got that in my head, but I couldn't, I couldn't quite shake it. I'm like, oh, what, what if someone's been taken there by their partner? And that's just because we both have partners <laughs> who can't stand the band we do a podcast about. So yeah, true. <laughs> which is, uh, which is interesting. So, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, yeah, so then number. So what did you have for number three? You had leave it alone as well, or um, yeah, I'm sort of like so I'm like one down. So leave it alone oh, yeah. is t- is my is my track four. Oh yeah, um, and then what did you have my- for three? Sorry, um, so dinosaurs will die. So like it, oh, okay. so I start oh. with sixty percent, and then oh right, oh and you bumped it all down. Oh I see, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So and then six years on dope has moved to later. So then I bumped mm-hmm. idiots are taking over up to be next after leave it alone. Okay, so your number four is Idiots. Yes. My number four is Six Years on Dope. Yes. Um, because it's never too early to put the, the Mel Yell in there. Oh, yeah. So my Six Years on Dope, yours is Idiots. Um, yeah, Idiots are taking over. Really, really great because it just starts off with that little bass, uh, that little bass riff and um, everyone knows exactly what's happening. Yeah. Brilliant. I think... Interestingly enough, there's been a uh, there's a, a bass YouTuber. I've forgotten the guy's name, but he's one of those. Uh, he does a lot of reacts to, and he sits there with his bass and he tries to work out songs that he's just listening to. Oh, cool! And um, he basically loads of people one day because he does all sorts of like prog and all the sort of you know all that kind of stuff. And someone uh, people kept on going. He's like, "So you guys are telling me to check out this Maxwell Murder song by Rancid?" Oh, okay. And um, and he's like, "Oh, wow, okay." And sort of listening to it, and like going, "Oh, wow, this, this guy's busy. Oh, I wouldn't have expected this for punk rock." And then it hits the solo, and he's like, "What?" And uh, and then <laughs> and then he looked at Operation Ivy because everyone was like, "Mate, if you think that's good, check out Operation Ivy." And then people were like, "You can't do uh, can't do punk." punk bassist and not do fat mike mate do idiots taking over and uh fat mike basically <laughs> shared a little screen grab saying uh, this guy thinks i use delay on my bass what the hell um <laughs> and because of the the weird triplet uh picking thing and then just recently he did um the decline because people were like, oh no way Mate. and he's just sat there just yeah it's very very funny watching uh watching someone experience the decline for the first time. But yeah, the, the idiots are taking over. Brilliant. Um, yeah, proper good fun. 
So, uh, what did you have for number five then? Because, yeah, I had Punk Rock Elite, Dinosaurs Will Die, Leave It Alone, Six Years on Dope, Idiots Are Taking Over. So, yeah, so I did 60% Punk Rock, Dinosaurs Will Die, Idiots, Idiots Are Taking Over. Um, so then my um, track six is Franco on American. Oh, very nice. Mm. Um, so, front, front loading fan favorites here. Oh, that's a Yeah, tough again, like, I cannot stress how difficult yeah. it is to write a a balanced set list. Like I'm trying to go for balance it. Like I think I start to balance it out soon. I go oh, for no. some like older ones. Um the perfect set list doesn't exist because it will omit stuff that you desperately want or include stuff where you're like, well, I never need to hear that again. Yeah. Um I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, if you saw our Insta when I put up my uh, copy of it, we got the usual, uh, no creeping out Sarah. (laughs) No, mate, (laughs) oddly enough. But uh, Lord love you. Um, So, yeah, so uh, it's... uh... Oh, wait, no, I I had first call and then Franco on American. Oh, okay. So your number five is first call. Um, Sorry, my five is idiots taking over. My six is first call. Okay, yes. My Seven. six is my six is first call as well, um, because I don't think I've ever heard them do it live. Yeah, I haven't either, and I, I wonder if it's you know like a a difficult song or, I mean, one of the things that I'm looking forward to because you know we, we mentioned earlier, No Effects are potentially going to be, still be doing stuff in the studio. Yes, I, I'm kind of excited for them to do tracks that they don't feel pressure to ever have to do live. So yeah. they can use as many tricks in the studio as they want. They can use as many guests, stars as they want. Well, um, some would argue they've already moved into that territory. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. As, but like uh, really leaning into it now. As uh, Apparently it's been confirmed that uh, Baz, he of the Decline orchestral version and stuff, he played the drums on the the big drag Oh, really? Yes, apparently. Um, and he said that uh, they used his drumming ideas for Birmingham, that song, even though he didn't play on it. So um, so the idea that No Effects didn't really play the entirety, but then they've done, they've done that with the guitars before. It is what it is, but uh, I don't think they... I mean, I don't know that they've done any of those songs live. Mm, yeah. Like first uh, a single and double album. Um and I and I don't know that that they necessarily will because it feels like feels more and more like those are essentially Fat Mike solo albums with the no effects name on them. Yeah. So, but that's that's for another episode. We're doing our uh, our set lists now. If you have any feelings on that by the way, punkrockelitepodcast@gmail.com. Uh, if you've got any any intel or any feelings on, you know what what that is all like, because um, you know the scar parts on the guitars have been played by other people for a, a long time, and cre- but they've been credited, whereas I don't know if they have on the other ones. Anyway, yeah, first call. I I think it's great. I wanted to have a coaster song on there. I wanted all of the albums or most of the albums represented. So yeah. Uh, and I think First Call might be one of my favourites on that album. So I thought it's pretty fun. So what was your number six then? Was that the same? Um, first Call was number six. Franco on oh. American, number seven. Okay. Um, cool. Because I put The Death of John Smith. 
great like so this isn't included in mine but like this is a really good choice i really like the longest line ep and i think my favorite song on it is the death of john smith uh because i didn't put kill all the white men um which has only just occurred to me and that's a shame because i love kill all the white men yeah fair enough um but i'll have the death of john smith just i've seen them do this is also for me because i've seen them do kill all the white men a couple of times I've never seen them do the death of John Smith. I don't think they've ever tried it. I think it was difficult. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, when you said um, songs they're not worried about ever having to perform. Yes. That's that's how the decline started. Yes, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. And then they went, do you know what? Should we just try? And then it took them a long time, but then they did learn how to play it. And they've played it hundreds of times. So it's possible. Yeah, that that is interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So the death of John Smith, because uh, I wanted to give some love to the EPs, because doing this last show for the last year really makes you appreciate that some of the real gems do exist on those EPs. Oh, and, 100%. And, uh, I, and I think it's important to not disregard minor releases, in uh, quotation marks. But yeah, so death of John Smith. So what did you have for seven? Was that... Franco. Seven was Franco and American, and then my Lovely. eight was sticking in my eye. Ah, same, yeah. Sticking in my eye. There is something magic about seeing No Effects live, and any any song that starts with the bass just by itself, the audience get very, very hyped for. I don't know if you've noticed that, but it just yeah, does like ding, 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 ding. And there's a lot of tension in the build-up, and it's a good sing-along one. I... It's just a classic bit of no effects, and seeing him not do it would be would be sad, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, cool. So what did you get for nine? Um, I had green corn. For oh, nine. lovely. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of green corn. I feel like yeah. it doesn't make it enough. I don't know. I know they they do play it live, mm. um, but I feel like it should be a real staple of the no effects set in the same way that sticking in my eye is in the same way that bottles to the ground is, I don't know. I feel like it should get a little bit more airtime. There's something. Yeah. No green corn is cracking. Um, yeah, I thought, uh, I put, uh, their version of radio by rancid because for number nine, because I really, really like it. I think it's, they've played it a lot. I've seen him do it a lot, so I uh, I really really like it. Get a bit of Hefe singing, you know, all the uh, all the good stuff. Cool. What have you got for nine? Uh, for nine, um, no, my nine is Green Corn, and then my oh, yes, ten is, is is sold out. Oh, nice. I don't know. Yeah, I I've got out. a couple like older ones here. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I've got put... sold out, followed by Day to Days. Oh, cool! Oh, you put day to days in. I did toy with that one because I do like it. And sold yeah. out was 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 one as well. But um, basically, what I did for ten through to fifteen, I did one of their several songs in so many minutes sections. Yeah, that's clever. Which because I love that bit, so I'm going to go through to my fifteen from ten to fifteen without. Um, Oh, that because, is clever. I haven't because, done that, but that no, is exactly that is so required for a no effect set list. Well done. I pr- I might have put it a bit early. 
that mm-hmm. I, but I, I could know. move but I could move that chunk anywhere roughly anywhere in there and and it would sit all right but you know so I chose uh fuck the kids version one yeah uh going into hobophobic because sure. I like it and I didn't want to totally ignore heavy petting zoo yeah and and hobophobic is really really good in the in the medley so I thought yeah go on then uh murder the government juice head uh which is from one of the one of the uh see the fuck the kids or i know i think that one's from surfer monosyllabic girl and fuck the kids too and that'll probably take them about a minute and a half (laughs) it'll take them a very short amount of time to do those uh six songs because I wanted a, I wanted a little, um, you know, little mini set in the middle of it, and yeah. and then we get to touch on some of those EPs as well. I sort of feel like I'm just trying to give all of my favourites of theirs their flowers. Is basically what I'm trying to do here. So, um, so what what have you got from ten to fifteen? Um, for some reason, my the format of my list has gone really weird, and it means I'm gonna have to scrolling scroll it for ages to find the, the oh. next thing on my list, um, which is really annoying. I don't know why it's done that. It's like extended all of the things. Anyway, um, so I have two that kind of fit together coming up okay. next. Oh, cool. So I have murder the government, and then don't call me white. I've always just oh, no. found that. For some reason, like I find them, they fit quite nicely together. And then um, I've got monosyllabic girl. And instead of you put in the moron brothers, but I've put in the Marxist brothers. Ah, very nice. Because uh, just for for fun. Yeah. No, it's good. I would have... uh... Uh, and so for that one, was that for your 15 or? Yes, that's my yeah. 15. See, I, yeah, because my 16 is more on Brothers because, um, again, I associate it with a no effects gig. I just sort of, I've always felt it's like one of the staples. And I like it as well. It's good. Um, I didn't find a place for the Marxist Brothers, uh, unfortunately. It's, yeah, because it, it is a very different tone to, you know, some other stuff. So it, it's it tricky was, to fit in there. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the thing is, is that if you're given 40 songs from any band and you're still struggling to find, like, that's got to be a good sign, hasn't it? Absolutely, that's yeah. That's a yeah. sign that you you are very much fond of this band. If it was, if you're like, yeah, I've got the 40, I say 40, uh, 15, that's that's <laughs> that's bad news, isn't it? That's, um, basically, I like their third album. Can we just have that? Thanks. You know, Um so yeah, so 16 Moron Brothers. What have you got for 16, did you say? Um, for 16, yeah. I've got, uh, I think it's, it is, isn't it? I've got, um, fuck, what is it? oh, I've got Triple Rock here. Oh, nice. I think that's another one that I didn't include. I don't know why. It's not one that I'm hugely fond of. I like, I like it, but it's really not it's got this place as being this sort of massive, massive fan favorite. And it's just one that I just, I feel I, I, that there are so many better ones, but that's, that's just me. I think, no, I, I agree. There are better ones, but I think it's, it's one of those songs 
like dinosaurs and like church and skate oh, I, I don't think it's quite as good as either but i think it's in a a similar area of like you know it's um it gets you going kind of kind of track they look people love it people's response to it has always far outweighed my own so i i get it but i think this was one where i was like i think i did remember toying with it and going i should put that in there and then i thought no i don't have to um so that was a selfish omission for me Hmm. because uh i wanted to put out for example something like my number 17 which is wore out the soles of my party boots this is where uh so i i forgot about this song and I had to re-listen to it. I was like, I am familiar with this song, but I can't remember it. And then I re-listened to it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is an absolute banger. And so I've actually just nicked your 17. I've kept it. <laughs> fine, fine. That's okay. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I really, really, really liked it. I think it was – I can't remember if it was on um, – I might have heard it on a, on the 45 or 46 songs comp. Mm and uh, they did another version of it which wasn't i didn't like as well as much it was a different arrangement but i um uh yeah it's just very very catchy and yeah i like it a lot but you see what i've done is this is how lily livered i am i've done more on brothers wore out the soles of my party boots and then i got worried that the crowd would be a bit like oh they're doing old and and um uh uh, vague shit now so i put church and skate at number 18 to try and haul it back yeah good idea what did you get for 18 because you uh, did you have church and skate earlier or uh, no I, I did church and skate where you've put it um, oh okay I, I think that's a that's a good little one but i've followed it because you followed it with all out of angst right yes i followed it with i'm telling tim oh nice because i've sort of like kept back i'm all out of angst for like a, a kind more of a scar section. Oh, okay. Um, coming up. Right. So we've got Church and Skate both, but you've got Tim and I've got All Out of Angst. Okay. So 20. So we're just hitting the midway point. Uh, I've gone uh, back to Hefe Land and gone for Longest Line. Yeah. I also have Longest Line here. I think it's. Um, like I really want, I was I was really keen to get this track in here, because um, obviously it's it's the, the the EP where Hefe joins the band. Um, mm. I just think it's like kind of important, and and I'm pretty sure they didn't play it when we saw them at, at our last. No, they didn't. Uh, they have been playing the Longest Line EP in full at some of the dates, so maybe that's why they didn't at any of the UK ones. But um, sure, yeah. But yeah, to, I mean, to think about it, the Longest Line EP, where I could have easily had three songs off of there if I'd have included Kill All the White Man. Yes. This just shows what a strong showing that is. And I think it, I I was thinking about it again, and I think it might be just that as soon as Hefe joined and Mike just got that little bit better at songwriting, that they were suddenly like, we need to put something out now just to prove that we're good now. <laughs> I, th- I thought they were good when it got to ribbed and stuff, but you know, it's like, oh, what, what? You know, they just got super excited and went, oh no, this is like a whole different band. We're we're really, really something else now, mm. and so that's why the the uh, EP because it even starts off with um with the uh, the audience cheering as hi, we're no effects, and then it just cuts dead to crickets. 
So it's even got the self-deprecation bit on the beginning of it. And like, oh, we are shit, aren't we? And then they do the best thing they've done to date. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> What's your 20? Uh, my 20 is... Um, oh, I think it might be... Oh, yeah, my 20 is Longest Line, but then my yeah. 21, you had uh, Sid and Nancy. Yes. But I've gone with Ronnie and Mags. Oh, really? Oh, nice. <laughs> I... I do. I would like to hear both live, if, yeah. if I'm honest. Um, but uh, I really want to hear Ronnie and Mags live. I don't know. I mm. feel like it's my only. It's the only track from that album that I really, really enjoy. Um, it is good. It is. Yeah. Is that is single good. album or is that self entitled? Self entitled. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there a different? There is a difference. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of them has sellout on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it's uh, yeah. Sid and Nancy. I. I can't get that song out of my head. I think it is the catchiest fucking thing. It's great. I think, I think it is so good. And it might eclipse every other song on that album for me. It's probably gone straight in top five. I don't know why for me. It's just, there's just something irresistible about it to me. So yes, I've gone Sid and Nancy, uh, whereas you've gone Ronnie and Max. We've we're sticking it to the Reagans, irrespective at number twenty-one, <laughs> and quite right too. In twenty twenty-four, finally, someone is having a go at the Reagans. Hello, punk rock elite. Red Redmond here with a very special announcement. Um, I will be bringing my solo stand-up show to the Frog and Bucket in Manchester on Tuesday the 16th of April. This is a little unusual for me to suddenly do such a big show, but I have a big story to share. The show is called Tram Taylor Red's Version, and it's a very wild story about my very real and bafflingly famous cardboard cutout of Taylor Swift. Um, Tram Taylor has been described as a viral sensation and a Manchester institution, subject to national news coverage and even an interview on the Zoe Ball breakfast show. Um, To be clear, I did the interview. The cardboard cutout, you know, didn't have much to say. Uh, It's going to be a great show with a potentially scandalous finale. Tickets are on sale now at frogandbucket.com Tuesday the 16th of April, the day before my birthday. So if you didn't know what to get me this year, buy a ticket. I'll see you there. Enjoy the podcast. Poser is a stand-up show by Eddie French, that's me, all about punk rock, gender, nerddom, and all other things where one is told that they are a poser. If you'd like to come and see it, I'm going to be at Leicester Comedy Festival on Saturday the 24th of February, Greys at LBC Depot, the Courtyard Room at 6.20pm. That show is free, but you can get tickets online to avoid disappointment. You can come and see me at Glasgow International Comedy Festival on Sunday the 24th of March at 3.30pm at Van Winkle in the West End. That show is £5 a ticket. And you can also come and see me at Brighton Fringe on Saturday the 18th of May, 3.30pm, Laughing Horse at the Temple Bar, and that show is also free. Really, really hope to see you there. Thank you. So, 22, I chose your favourites. You did, yeah. 
Um, because I've never heard it live, and I think it should be because it's great. Yeah, no, it, it is great, and um, I'm, I'm glad that you've you've put this in here. I, I've nicked it again because <laughs> I'm just like um, because it does need to be in here, and I do think here is a good place for it. Um, I've been a bit mean though because I think I followed it with another song that's a fucking nightmare to play. And yeah. so whilst the this is the set list I would like to hear, I don't think I'm going to win this competition because I think <laughs> I've made it a little bit tricky for them. Sure. Because um, I've gone from a rationality of rationality into USA holes. Oh, which yeah. They said when we last saw them, it's the, the hardest song that they have to play live. Yes. Um, I'm guessing it was for that set, let alone of all of their tunes. I think, yeah, because it was a Wolves track, isn't it? And they did Wolves yeah. and... Uh, punk and droblick when we saw them uh yes um it, it's 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 a good one it's a good one i didn't choose that one i chose another wolves track i chose wolves in wolves clothing yeah which uh, i i love very much and uh i think is uh i think is up there with with some of their best stuff but yeah so that's that's my 23 24 uh linoleum you knew it was coming it had to be there can't shirk it so put linoleum there yeah i've i've done the same because i think i think if there is one thing that you've definitely done right in terms of placing here i think it's linoleum i think it needs Mm. to come in the second half um and yeah i i think it makes sense i've actually followed it with laurie myers uh, i know i know you're you're holding back laurie myers (laughs) of course i am yeah um the most uh, the most done for me bit of this is the placement of laurie myers fair um <laughs> uh, but it's my set list so uh so absolutely I'm it is yeah, I'm yeah. absolutely allowed and if <laughs> liam walton thinks he can come in here with his snidey little attitude <laughs> listen to that episode if you want to hear me be upset yeah 24 linoleum we're sort of we're just over halfway um we've got a couple of um noughties classics and then for any of the uh any of the olders any of the the younger gen x lot uh who are getting bored of us millennials enjoying ourselves uh put <laughs> linoleum in there and i followed it straight up with don't call me white as well so i've done for i've done for a double punch of punk and droblick um stick them together because uh yeah don't call me white it's got to have a bit of that and uh, i remember that being a real highlight uh at uh, leeds last year it was just performed brilliantly. It just the sound was perfect. It just it was so good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's actually like not one of my favorite songs, but I really like, you know, how much everybody else really enjoys it. So that's it why is, it's in yeah. my list. I, the thing is, I never think of it, and then when I hear it, I go, "Oh no, this is really very good." <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. Uh, what's your twenty-five? Um, then I go into uh, Laurie Myers is my twenty-five. But then, like my twenty-six to twenty-eight is my little oh, cool. uh, scar section, um, starting with "All Out of Angst," mm-hmm. moving to "Radio." Oh, nice! Uh, and then capping off with "Eat the Meek." Oh, lovely! Because I went straight from "Don't Call Me White" at twenty-five to "Eat the Meek" at twenty-six. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know that you can have a no effects gig without "Eat the Meek." Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I can't think of another no effects song. You know, like, like basically a slow no effects song that is that really like delivers. 
Yeah. Um, in fact, I, do you know what I just thought in my head? I was like, oh, no, there is another one. What was that? And then I realized the song that I was thinking of was Frank Turner's cover of Eat the Meek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever they play that. Um... And, and that is my preferred version as well. Out of all of the versions of Eat the Meek that exist, oh, yeah. I think Frank Turner's version of Eat the Meek is really impressive. I love what it, yeah. the, the, the drum work on it. Mm. Um, no, no, it's 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 a cracking bit of business. It, 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 it's weird. It's sort of it's still really a no effect song, but he has put his own stamp on it. Yeah, I, I went from Eat the Meek to uh, Indifferent Drum, March to the Beat of an Indifferent Drum. Yeah, and I would like the live version, which is sort of that reggae scar one with the trombone, rather than nice. the album version. The the one you get on the second live, I heard they got or they've actually got worse live. Because uh, I th- I like that version, that arrangement more than I like the album version, mm. uh, and you get more Hefe singing as well, so it's all to the good. Um, and it still goes into the um, the Mel Yell fast bit as well, so you get yeah. you get all of it, you get all of it. I think it's just great. It's wit- I never think of that song, and then when I did think of it again i thought oh that is good and it's got some great lyrics and stuff so yeah uh and then my 28 was falling in love yeah this is a good choice yeah um it's not on my list but i i think that this is a a, a fine choice to add to we all know i'm a i'm a slap fats kind of gal so not just not just doing the whole of slap fats and then some other stuff <laughs> I, I think I've been very grown up. It's yeah, quite I think that's heavy to be fair, but that's that's my prerogative. That's fine. Yeah. Um for my twenty nine and thirty are a mm. little bit of a left field choice, but I really like them. They are drugs are good. Sure. And you're wrong. Lovely. I, I can't decide which version of you're wrong. I think just the the, the heavy version of you're wrong that I've seen on sure. YouTube. I do know that um, they, for a while, they were on tour. They were on tour with Old Man Markley. Yep. And there are live versions of Door Nails that they did with Old Man Markley coming up and doing, because that's the acoustic song. And they've got Hefe singing with them. And they've got the double bass, you know, the wash tub bathtub bass and uh johnny from old man markley playing the guitar so they actually did the acoustic version of door nails for a bit uh with johnny and um hefe and michael singing it and um that was very very good so they could orchestrate something like that if you wanted to do a you're wrong yeah no that's a good idea yes um yeah drugs are good will not be featured on my list I don't know why. I just, I don't know why. I'm just, it's just kind of, it takes a very long time to do very little, in my opinion. But yeah, uh, fair enough. But it's, you know, whatever. That's it fine. gets stuck in, it's, it gets stuck in my head quite a lot. Sure. So I like it. It's just your feelings on drugs. <laughs> yeah, fair. Do you know what, Mike? You're right. Hello, everyone. Eddie here. Red and I hope you're enjoying our show. If you have been and would like to help us make it a little more easily, then you can donate to us at our coffee page, which is ko-fi.com forward slash punk rock elite, or you can look in the show notes for our link tree. 
If you can't help us financially, we totally understand, but would love it if you spread the word to other people who would like this podcast. We thank you for your continued support. We massively appreciate it. Back to the show. Because I did uh, Bottles of the Ground and Franco and American for 29 and 30. What were your 29 and 30? Um, I believe then I move on to Orphan Year. Oh, lovely. Um, really, really keen to have this in there. I, mm. I Again, another song that I've never heard live, but Orphan Year is one of my absolute favorite NoFX songs. I even considered choosing it as my favorite NoFX song. It's great. Um, it is really good. It's, uh, yeah, really, really uh, uh, underrated. And I think we discussed it a little bit on our Coaster episode because I low-key think it's really similar to Linoleum, um, the, the structure of it. they've I actually think that they've added... Like, like it starts with the, the quiet guitar line at the start. And I think that they've added that in. So it isn't as obvious that it's, that it's quite structurally similar to linoleum. It's kind of like a minor key linoleum. Maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's a funny one. I'm trying to imagine it in my mind, but I also think that, uh, have you, uh, I take it you've heard the acoustic version as well. Yes. Yeah. Because I, as I recall, this was, this was my space time this was the myspace era mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think that there were videos that they did with myspace oh wow myspace would invite bands in and there's some videos i think there's um a great version of i'm telling tim that they did live in the surely MySpace. It, it should be called i'm telling tom you'd think wouldn't you but Co- uh, they come went, on you've got to give me that i know that's i mean <laughs> i think that's wonderful but um <laughs> I'm telling Tom. I mean, if <laughs> people have accused no effects of selling out on many occasions. I think <laughs> if they had gone, you know, if you fuck up, I'm telling Tom, no kudos for you, then maybe that would have been then. Um, so uh, I've, yeah. I've also just realized I've put you wrong and orphan year next to each other. And on like on reflection, I think these should potentially be the acoustic versions if they're going to be oh okay next to each other because they both both of those songs have a very good acoustic version. Yes, uh, so you're going to you're going to have um, you're going to have the bit where the band leave and Frank Turner does a couple of sing along anthems by himself. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Well, I could I could bump them up as well, so they directly follow his version of "Eat the Meek." Maybe Frank comes on for three songs. <laughs> Frank comes on for three songs, does those? He'd do it. He'd do he, it. Of course he would. Of course yeah, he yeah. Would. If he wasn't already gigging, there's a good chance he might be. But if he wasn't, he'd be there in a trice. <laughs> um, <laughs> good. So, what does what number does that bring you up to? Um, so my next one is thirty. Thirty. So, what's your thirty? Because my thirty is Franco. Um, so now on a reflection, I think this is probably in the wrong place and this is going to be an odd choice. A lot of people will be like, what even is this song? But trust me, I really like it. Um, it ain't lonely at the bottom from first ditch effort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's got a really interesting keyboard sound. Yeah. And I think it's, um, a point where no effects were, trying and succeeding at something new and interesting um 
and then obviously you know single and double album happened but like a lot of things happened between then and single and double album but whatever it was knocked that out because i think that it's a really fucking great track yeah Um, it is great there's i realized that i've only got two songs from that album on here six years on dope and sid and nancy mm -hmm. if i was going to put another one on it would be transvest light but that's a personal song for me that's not due to the quality of the song it's due to the quantity of the song um so that was kind of a uh, uh, a bit of a life-changing song for me so that's the reason i'd do it even though i think there are probably better songs on the album but it's that's a very personal one but um it ain't lonely at the bottom very very good i like and it strong i um I mean, I toyed with another one, but I followed it up with another song from First Ditch Effort. Oh, um, a lot of my set list is in pairs now. I look at it, hmm. but I've gone with California Drought. Great, Love I it. I think it's a triumph of Mike's songwriting. I, hmm. I think on the the different parts on paper, you don't think that they would make an exceptional song, but I I do think California Drought is an exceptional song. I think it's really really well um uh, put put together i suppose i, I think it's yeah. it's just got a really good structure to it um i i find it very strange because a lot of people you know i i try to keep up with what the general mood is around various no effects things yeah online because um because that's what we do we sort of we're we're news as well as all of these kind of things and the number of people who sort of cite self-entitled as this absolute stone-cold banger after which no effects just went completely off the boil and it was their last great album. And they're like, oh, yeah, First Ditch Effort is just absolute shit. I'm like, I, I cannot hear that. My ears and brain cannot process that information that way. 100% bless your heart for feeling that way, but I do not understand how... You sort of go, you, you listen to all of NoFX's output and you go, oh yeah, first ditch is when they go off the boil. I'm like, I, they are absolutely piping hot on that album. Oxymoronic aside, and I don't even mind that one too much. I just find it a bit of a blemish in an otherwise really, really strong record. Yeah, and, I, and, I, I, and I agree with you. People are excited about, about self-entitled. I, I, it's one of those things I just can't, I can't, I don't get it. Hmm. No, I, I I agree. I I think it's it's quite strange. But it's it's just it's very very odd, and it seems to be it, people are very sort of quite sort of violently opposed to uh, a first ditch effort, and and people are like oh that's the, I, I think there's um I have noticed there's a bit of um a bit of macho bullshit about it because it's the one with the cross-dressing song on it. And so people, I mean, I've seen people go, oh, that was when he started um, pretending to, or wearing dresses to appeal to all the 12-year-olds and the transes. I'm like, yeah, because I see them. I mean, that was basically, didn't, when we went to see No Effects at Leeds last year, wasn't it just all 12-year-old and trans people there? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Wall to wall, I can't. There was the car park was just full of waiting dads. Well, I, you know, like I go back to you know, in in leaving Jesus Land, you know, yeah. like it, it, I think he really sets his stall out, 
And I don't think leaving Jesus Land is an old. Oh, sorry, I don't think it's a new No Effects song. It's Wolves in Wolves Clothing. It's exactly. considered among. It's considered a, a, a part of peak No Effects. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So anyway. So yeah. For number thirty-one, I've got uh, we threw gasoline on the fire, and now we have stumps for arms and no eyebrows. Yeah, which again, I had to go back and listen to and was like, oh yeah, this song. But yeah, it is good. Yeah, it's uh, it's from a, a Punkarama um, comp. I think so. It's a non-album track. It was just on a on a punk. It might have been on the first Punkarama. I can't remember. But uh, I think it's really, really good. Um, really, really like it. And it's one that gets a lot of love people because i think it's for a lot of people it'd be their first no effects song because you buy the you buy the comp comps are always full of crowd favorites i've said it before about cosmonaut and at the drive-in where they didn't realize how popular cosmonaut was in the uk because it was on the kerrang cover cd yes yeah yeah that's interesting when they played it and the leeds cockpit just went off they're like oh okay then they seem to be really excited about this one and then ever since then They've known Cosmonaut holds a special place in the hearts of their British fans, which, um, but you know, people, people remember all that kind of stuff, you know, like, uh, it's just, just how it is, I guess, you know, like, um, Nick Northern by Snuff fan favorite. And I don't think that's a coincidence because it was on the Punkarama. No, sorry. It was on the fat, fat music. One of the fat music ones as well. So yeah. What's your 31? My 31 was California drought. My 32 is Leaving Jesus Land in a very similar position to where you've got it. Precisely the same position, yeah. Leaving Jesus Land. Um, couldn't not have it. It's an absolute banger. It's uh, one of their slower ones, so there's a bit of a bit of a mood up. There's some great mal in it. Gotta have the mal. Mm-hmm. So that's very, very good. Uh, leaving. We've spoken a lot about Leaving Jesus Land. Refer to our um, Sully O'Sullivan episode and just generally whenever it comes up. Uh, we love leaving Jesus land. Uh, number 33, I've got green corn. Put that in here. Yes, I've got Bob. Oh, nice. Um, I've got, you know, again, I think it's so difficult to get the right uh, mix on here. I've gone for Bob followed by Rico. Oh, nice. I don't know if that's a bit much, but it's what I've gone with. <laughs> that's all right. No, that's fine. Because I've got green corn followed by Bob. So that's mm. my 33 and 34. Bob, you got to. You got to. And I'm happy to have it as well. It's not one that I felt like I had to do it to the detriment. I think, you know, you can't not have Bob. In fact, I think I've made people wait quite a long time for Bob. 34 of 40. <laughs> that's uh, Some people are hanging out a long time. But, you know, what's not been said about Bob? Uh, my 35... Uh, I've gone for a personal one. I've gone for She's Gone. Nice. So I do have two white trash in a row, but I don't care because it's so good. The final six, I've kind of, I kind of see this as my, like my encore section. Right. I've I've got an encore section, but mine hasn't happened yet. So let's start with yours. Mine starts with six years on dope. I think. Have Six they gone off dope. and come back on? Yeah, I, yeah. As in, like they've they've gone off and they come back on. They've gone off, had some cocaine, and I think we know which one has. <laughs> yeah. 
um, because I think it's a great opener. Mm. And if I'm not going to open the whole set list with it, then I've held it back to kick off the the encore section. That, sure, that's sure. my reasoning for it. It's a starting song, so yeah, it's good. I've got quite an odd encore. I don't know. Maybe it works. Well, I've, it's yeah. your encore, mate. You do what you want. Do, how do you want to do? Should I tell well, you my if, whole? If it's, the, encore? if it's the encore section, we'll do them as a, as a whole thing because I think yeah. you, know, you want a little sort of symphony approach to it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. What have you got before your encore? Okay, so uh, she's gone. I've only got one. No, I've got two more songs before the encore. So I've got uh, the Bruise at thirty six. I know that's quite close to Bob with the oi stuff, but people are in an oi mood. And I've actually only just realized that. I might have swapped them around and gone, Bob, the bruise, she's gone, but it doesn't matter. And the fake ending is the decline. Okay. Yeah. So I think you've cheated. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Please do tell. I'd, I'd love to know. I didn't intend any cheating, but yeah. No, I'm, I know. But like, if they're doing 40 songs, I don't think one of them is going to be the decline. This is my 40. Sure. The rules are set out very yeah, clearly. I thought, do you not want to win? Not really. Um, Fair enough. Not We're not going to win. Not if it, I don't want a set list that is signed by everyone that they've handwritten and I'm there going, wish the decline was on there. That's a really ungrateful and unpleasant place position to be in. So, <laughs> and I, I don't want to see no effects without the decline, really. I know I did recently, but I've seen them do the decline a couple of times and it's always been wonderful. So, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, like, <laughs> I just think it's cheating. <laughs> it is cheating, but then I did also have... But that that's partly why I put the um I put the the little run of mini songs in as well. It's like saying you're like, oh, what's your favorite um episode of Star Trek The Next Generation? And someone's like, Oh, first contact. It's like, oh that's that's a film. That's not us. <laughs> it's one song. No, I know. You do win. You do win te- on a technicality. It's look, that's why I put the the um 10 to 15 those six songs are all very very short those are the yeah i put the little medley in okay yeah yeah, yeah. because if i'd have put six two minute songs in there that's 12 minutes but instead i've got maybe three minutes so i've just mm. saved myself nine minutes yeah true and <laughs> And so that, you know, nine minutes, that's half of the decline. That is half of the decline, to be fair. So yeah, I'm absolutely. not really asking for any more great stage time. I'm not asking, for, I'd like the decline. I'd like the decline with an orchestra. I'd like, you know, <laughs> it's like, like that, I would, yeah, fuck me fuck if I chose decline, that. Fuck but, the decline part two. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but I, I'm, I'm using the decline as their, as their fake out ending, and uh, whether that's cheating or not, I've seen a lot of these. Set oh, lists okay, with... I see what you mean. So it's like a fake out. Yeah, that's us done. Ah, yeah. that is quite clever, actually. I'll give you that. That's yeah. clever. And then, and then they come back and play two of my favorite songs. So <laughs> because it's my set list. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, so that was my thinking, anyway. So, uh, so we've got we've got we've we've got to our fake endings, and you've started your encore with six years. I have. I've actually done just now a little bit of rejigging to make the end of my gig make a little bit more sense. That's fine. 
So I'm actually just going to have a five song encore now. Okay. And I've taken one song out of the encore, which I don't think really fit. And so after Bob and Rico, our little mm-hmm. scar section, yes, um, the 35th song and the song that's going to round off the main bit of the gig. Again, this is going to be an odd choice for some people, but I- I've only heard this song recently and I'm a big fan of it on an album that I'm, I'm not a fan of, but my 35th track is Doors and Fours. Okay, yep. Um, which I'm pretty sure they did play live the last time we saw them. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is awesome. And you were like, oh, this is off Double Album. Um, oh, yeah, I think they might have done, actually. Yeah. I, th- I think they did. And I think they played it in a similar position. I think they played it towards the end. Um, but yeah, Doors and Fours wraps off the main section. And then my encore starts with six years. What, what does your encore start with? I'm telling Tim. Great choice. Because we've had the decline, we've had the sort of bomba. And also remember the decline doesn't finish with the no effects drum beats, with the fat beat. Because it finishes yeah. mid tempo. It's got a lot of the fat beat in there, but it finished da 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 da. It's a lot more mid tempo. It's got that marching tempo. Yeah. So So they finish that, they go off, they have their cocaine. Um, and we know who we're talking about. Uh, they come back on. Oh, wow, they come back on. Um, banana, 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 and oh, whoa, no way. <laughs> that, is, that is what I would, that is the noises I would make if I had not written this and knew what was coming. I might do it anyway, to be honest. Such is my joy at hearing I'm telling Tim. I've ha- acted this whole gig out in my, in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> I think our next one lines up as well oh yes um oh mate no i think we i think i've got this slightly uh, a different way around um after my six years on dope i'm going to the bruise but you've you've already had the bruise haven't you? i've had the bruise pre yeah yeah but the bruise is a part of my encore Lovely. um i think it's a great song to add to an encore absolutely absolutely yeah um it the definitely reason- needs to be towards the end of a no effect set yeah i think the only reason i didn't put it I wanted a, a sort of a short encore because coming on for a big, like coming on for an encore at like 25 songs in or something like that, you know, like some bands would mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Although that said, I, um, I saw Billy Bragg uh, a month or two ago and um, these, for, cause it's his 40th anniversary as well. So he started in 83 too. Um, and for his 40th, anniversary he has been playing his entire first album as an encore <laughs> wow but his entire first album is 17 minutes long okay. so it's actually pretty much spot on for an encore yeah um, and uh and it's and it was brilliant because i was like oh he's not doing it. and then when he said um yeah 40 years ago i uh, done my first album uh, 17 minutes long which makes it perfect length for an encore and i was like oh Sweet. So he's just going to do all of those, those, you know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so, and what that means is you get to have a, a load of deep cuts and cool stuff in the uh, the main body of it, mm. and then you still get um, Lovers Town revisited and uh, New England and um, to have and to have not and all the rest, all the, all that brilliant prime Billy Bragg stuff. But yeah, so um, thirty eight. I'm telling Tim thirty nine. 
no surprises here. Laurie Myers. Yeah, Again, we were all this, waiting for it. This is my encore. Okay, this is like as a, in fact, it might be the last. That those two songs are very much my placements. Not they might sit musically and thematically and structurally better in a set list, but I'm making this for me. That's the the one I'd want to hear. So we have Laurie Myers all the way to the end, and then finish number forty theme from a no effects album it's a great choice you can't not really because then you've got melvin and his fake out endings with his accordion and yeah you, you i wouldn't want them to finish a song and go bye you know what i mean it's <laughs> like it's they've been doing it ever since they released so since like 2000 or 2001 they've been finishing their gigs with it uh-huh. you, it's it's it was designed that way I, I feel so uh yeah very very uh yeah pleased to see that you know and i also want mike to say see you all at okie dogs <laughs> and uh and yeah i um so my encore obviously starts with six years on dope mm-hmm. it goes on to the bruise then i've got a track that I really like, I don't really hear about anyone else talk about it as a particular favorite or anything, but it's, um, it's a song that gets stuck in my head quite a lot. It's from Wolves. It's a short song. So I think it just kind of makes sense in this sort of like, uh, I've got like kind of like a, uh, an encore filled with like shorter to the point songs, but number 38 for me is Man I Killed. Oh, nice. I just really, really like it. I think it's got like a really nice melody to it. Mm. Um, nice and short, followed by Bottles to the Ground. Oh, lovely. Do I have bottles? I do have bottles. I was, for some reason, I thought, have I forgotten bottles? I haven't. I've got it. No, you've definitely got songs it. Ago. And then lovely. I've topped it all off with Mattersville. Oh, lovely. Just, just to be a little bit different to yours, because I do think theme is the perfect ending. Mm-hmm. For a no effects set list, but I also think Mattersville I think is perfectly is, reasonable. I think Mattersville is probably a better song. Yes, yeah, that's but, fair. And so, if you're just going on, well, I don't look forward to theme from a no effects album when listening to the album. Yeah, because it's sort of like kind of cute or whatever. But <clears throat> live, I was like, oh, this makes set. This is really really good fun because they don't do the um ah want to introduce you to the band thing that a lot of bands do um which is you know it's it's all well and good introduce yourselves please do uh we want to know who we're watching but having a having a song to do that is fun. and then they change it according to who's on tour with them and stuff they've got karina and um uh, your man from Goldfinger and all the other, you know, all the other sort of guests and stuff, and the other roadies and people like that. And I think it's really, really cool, um, you know, in the this version. And I've seen it when they had the original lineup of their roadies and stuff like that. So you know, it's great. So there you have it. That is our Roaring Forties. I'll um I'll send you mine as well, um, and we can put. We could potentially put, put that up as well for, for put listeners. Put the post up. So by the time you, if you go to our Instagram, which is Punk Rock Elite Podcast, uh, then you can see these written down. So you can have them in front of you. So you can tell us precisely why we're wrong 
and none of these <laughs> songs should ever be performed live uh, and all the rest of it. Um, punkrockelitespodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought. And if there's any particular songs, particularly if there's like a song that would need to be in your 40 songs that yeah. neither of us have mentioned, I'd be really yeah. interested in that. As long as your answer isn't creeping out Sarah. Yeah. Or um, uh, the Stephen Hawking one. Um, Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, or Hot Dog know, in a Hallway. Or any of the other <laughs> awful no effects tracks. <laughs> yeah, that's the... Um, yeah, I actually watched... Uh, I had... Uh, sometimes I'll put on a no effects like live video. I'll, yeah. Because I'll, I'll get random ones suggested to me on YouTube. And there was one from about 98, and I thought, ooh, that'll be, that'll be ripe and dripping with uh, slat fats. Ooh, ooh, yes, it'll be perfect, perfectly plucked. And it was, but they also did play Hot Dog in a Hallway. Wow. Yeah, I was like, uh, slightly better live, maybe, but I think that's just because they were playing it a bit faster. I think it's yeah. so slow and laborious. I think that's what I don't like about it, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Um, but we don't need to end this on a negative. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. It's great to be back. We're going yeah. to be back with uh, with an album next week. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in the outro. We're going to the outro now. We're in the outro now. We're, we're here. We're here. Yeah, yeah. We just landed fresh off of the boat because the boat <laughs> fell out of the sky. Um, so. <laughs> fell out of our sky boat and we've landed uh thanks so much for listening um yeah next week we're going to be back with uh an album review it probably won't be smash we'll save that for a little bit because we've got that in hand but yeah we'll do some no effects related stuff to pull you back in because we don't want to uh forget what we're mainly about so uh, have you got anything coming up in the next week or so red um i haven't got anything coming up um massively imminently i i'm working towards uh, a solo tour date which i'm Ooh. doing at the frog and bucket in april so oh, i'm yes. just kind of like writing that show really i'm still writing poser um i'm going to be i'm going to be in birmingham on the 15th of january uh just doing a short set at queer as jokes great so, gig yes so that's exciting um uh, if you are in leeds on the 23rd which is a tuesday night i am going to be doing a preview of poser the second one i've done mm. uh, at verve that'll be free in because it won't be uh won't be worth paying for just yet um <laughs> uh also um Oh, let's do a little bit of promo here for uh, friends of the show Zero Cost. Yes. Uh, and uh, The Mustard. They might not be called The Mustard by then. That's a whole thing. Um, on Saturday, the 27th uh, of January at the Underground in Bradford, uh, Mustard, uh, The Mustard and Zero Cost will be playing uh, in support to King's Alias. Oh, cool. So uh, there's... That looks like it's going to be a great show. There's some other bands playing as well, but I haven't written them down in my diary. So um, go there. There might still be tickets available. It should be. The, the, the Underground is really, really cool. And that would be well worth having a look at. We will also share that on Insta as well. Uh, so, yeah, 
that's all very exciting. Happy New Year, everyone. We are delighted to be back. And big thanks to NoFX for giving us an episode. Absolutely. So uh, thank you very much. Podcast at gmail.com if you've got anything to add. And if you do, please do, because we'd love to hear it. Um, best of love, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Punk Rock Elite. It was a pick scraped and fruitcake co-production by Eddie French and Red Redmond. If you're not following us on Instagram or subscribe to the podcast, please do. The main theme and production was done by Eddie French. Please contact us at punkrockelitepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.